What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pohada Podcast. As usual, I am Matt Browse, the host of these conversations, and I'm also the guy behind the camera at Pohada Photography, at Pohada Photography on Instagram, and at the Pohada Podcast on Instagram. Please do check both those out. If you haven't already, we're throwing up the video versions of these conversations on YouTube. Just type in the Pohada Podcast and you'll find it. This time around, I've got a little bit more of an everyman conversation with regards to jiu-jitsu. My guy, Lee Richard Forrell, who just got his blue belt at the academy where I train, M-Theory Martial Arts in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. I think you will appreciate some of his comments, some of his insights, and just the fact that he is now a blue belt like I said it's kind of the normal human being version to help balance out some of these seven years to black belt people that we've talked with on the show without further ado my buddy Lee Richard uh, Brian Hollenbeck one of the black belts up on the wall he's in hairball oh yeah familiar I'm assuming yep. yeah and they tour all over I went and saw him one time not really my genre yeah but I'm in for you know Going to see people and have a good time with it. Totally. It was a, they do like a regular New Year's Eve show at Medina. Yep. And the problem with that, good thing about that is proximity. That's close. Right. The bad thing about it is New Year's Eve. Like I made it to like 1030, man. I can't I can't do that <laughs> late night stuff. That's not my... No? Not my scene. I'm not really a concert goer, not a, a stay up later kind of guy. So it, it didn't really work out. But it was fun to see him perform and stuff. For sure. What was your band? I was in uh, for like thirteen years, fourteen years. I was in a band called After the Burial. Yeah, I've seen like a, I've seen you post like memories or something on social media where the name was on it or something. Yeah, I stopped touring in two thousand and sixteen um, when I became a dad. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the right move. Some other stuff. Yeah, we were. I was on the road like six to eight months out of the year, traveling internationally, averaging like twenty five, thirty flights a year. You know, mm-hmm. just like I was living out of a suitcase. So. Do I know any after the burial tunes? Have I encountered your stuff? Maybe. If you listen to progressive metal or heavy metal and or metalcore or you know what I mean? You know? I'll pick a song and let the thing play. I don't know, man. I bet I've heard your guys' stuff. Maybe. It's kind of a Minnesota thing too cuz there's not a lot of heavy metal bands out of here that are Sure, yeah, and then that's kind of what I mean is like you know, the algorithms take you to stuff like that. It right. seems like, yeah, so if you listen to anything like Meshuga or right, what else do I want to say? Things in that neighborhood, yeah, and the answer is yes, Gojira, or, right? You know, Suicide Silence, or yeah, or, I it, that's kind of cool. I, I guarantee you, I've heard it. I mean, you probably you know. have, yeah, yeah, that's kind of really cool. The modern media and algorithms are kind of bullshit, but that's sort of a cool thing that odds are I've heard your tunes. Yeah. Like, Even though I'm not like a follower of metal, I'll tune into metal. Sure. You know? Yeah, I don't listen to a lot of it either, but I end up listening to it sometimes now. Uh, it's like if you work at a pizza shop, you don't want to eat that pizza. Now that you're out, you're out of the tour... You know, it's funny when when I was touring all the metal, like we would just listen to rap most of the time. Sure. <laughs> all the metal bands because you're it, like, you listen to it all night long, you know? Yeah. And your then, palate. You need to cleanse that palate with something else. You like, you're just not even in the mood. Wipe it clean yeah. with something totally different. For sure. Yeah. I'm mostly like a country kind of guy and like good country, not like pop plastic like good country. country. Yeah, because no, nobody likes bad country. Yeah. 
Who, who likes bad anything? <laughs> Actually, most people like bad country, as it turns out. Uh, <laughs> most funny. people do. It's popular. It's like, I think the people that listen to the radio, primarily, I heard some, I don't know, statistics or statistics, but that 90% of people that listen to the radio are listening to country music on the radio. It's gigantic. And it's the gross, like, sort of fun once or twice to hear this tune or that tune. But then you're like, okay, I got it. It's that like plastic, you know. It's they, not they, even country anymore. Yeah. But there is good throwback style country. Like sort of outlaw style, true western tunes. Anyway, I've gone on about it on an episode or two of this. you know. So if there's any repeat li- <laughs> listeners at this point, they're going, God, him and this country music. Yeah, Sturgill Simpson, we got it, we know. Uh, that was fun, but I'm here to talk to you about jujitsu and stuff more than anything. Yeah. First things first, Lee. Are you not a Leroy? I'm, I'm, my first name is actually Lee Richard. Lee Richard, I learned yeah. that from Facebook, my extensive pre-show prep. I'm named after, I'm named after my dad. I've never seen that name before. Yeah, so there was... My my dad grew up in Nebraska to Czech parents, and they were like, "Let's give him an American sounding name." But there were too many Leroy's. They like Leroy, but there's already a bunch of Leroy's. So they gave you a name that like so they gave my dad a name. They're like Lee Richard. That sounds pretty American. Yeah, I mean, and it does, you know, and it does. Yeah, but so my dad's the only one that I know of that also has it. It's um, sort of French, though. Yeah, I get the, people like the, try to pronounce my dick. name when they say it. They go, they go, La Richard. La Richard, yeah. I go, well, actually, it's Lee Richard. But Lay space Richard is like the dick. Well, dick is short for Richard. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Your name is the dick. <laughs> it's not the first time that's yeah, been observed. Of course. <laughs> not since eighth grade, though, right? Yeah, people uh, like yeah, I like it. That's that's cool. It's a unique. Thing. I didn't know some sometimes just people just put nonsense names on Facebook and stuff. But nope, that's me. I kind of figured that was like a cool, unique name you had. I go by Lee. Um, yeah. Less of an explanation. Yeah, nobody calls easier me, to pronounce, and nobody calls me Matthew. Like we all we all got stuff. What would to you do? do if they did? Would you be okay with it? Bro, I have an anxiety. Would you feel like attack. you're in trouble? Yeah, I have an anxiety attack. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> Definitely. Uh, when did you join up at our shared jujitsu academy, M Theory Martial Arts? So I've been back. It will be a year in July, mid July. Um, but I originally signed up at M Theory. At M Theory, okay. About eight years ago. Yeah, and then that was, must have been like week one of M Theory. Am I wrong? Like that was it. How old is the the gym? No, the, the gym, the gym had the gym had been there for a little while before okay. that. Okay, um, hasn't been around all that long. No, no, because there and there are still people who at the gym now that were there when when yeah. I obviously yes. Um, um, Max had just started when I was was like exiting. Yeah, Max Lundin. Yep, yeah. That was eight years ago, and then let's see, well, Dan. What's Dan's last name? He's got a really hard to pronounce last name. That's why you don't know it. Yeah. Um, Scrady was there. Yeah. Um, tall Tom. Tall Tom. Yep. Um, there's, there's a few people that are still there. It's good to see how far they've got, come in that, you know, seven, eight years. That is cool to see. Yeah. yeah. To be able to see it at the start and see it at the finish. To see like, where people can go there. Yeah. Yeah. And they're ninjas now. They are. Yeah. Not to be trifled with. 
<laughs> Definitely not to be trifled <laughs> with. So how long did you do it uh, when you first joined up? How long I, were you I around? I was at it for about six months. And then all sorts of life happened to mm-hmm. me. Yes, it does, right? Um, that's kind of what. It's kind of why the the story is curious to me. And personal details are up to you. But yeah, I'll, I, I'm all. I'm. Yeah. I have nothing to. I'm not hiding from anybody. Sure. Um, so well, it's, it's I, one of those things where it's like an every man story. Like sh- people think, oh, you join and you just kick ass six days a week for eight years, and now I'm awesome at the thing. Well, and how life works out all the time. Right. Sometimes you got to show up again. Right. So yeah, I I had I was introduced to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I was I'd been training Krav Maga for five years or something like mm-hmm. that, and uh, there's this guy Eugene Garrett that started doing jiu-jitsu classes in the crowd gym and i was like oh well this is totally different than krav maga krav maga is like stay on your feet you know what mm-hmm. i mean get away you know everything you can do is like real nasty you know throat punches and eye pokes yeah. and you know yeah. kicks to the groin and whatever it takes right you know to kind of like get yourself out of a bad situation um in whatever way you can and the focus is stay on the feet so you can stay get the hell feet, out of get there. away yeah, yeah. you know you're like you're gonna like you're not gonna stick around to fight you're gonna you're gonna first try to get away that's this it's pure self-defense yeah. if you're familiar yep. with the crowd stuff and then i was like okay well jujitsu is completely different you know totally different I mean, let's go to the ground i'm like what a perfect marriage of martial arts almost for self-defense True. right if i'm go there well, what am i gonna do you know yep. whatever um it's good to train to get away but what if you don't get away what if yeah what if you wind up on the ground what am i mm-hmm. gonna do you know you know try to get up and get, get away. away again yeah <laughs> How do I get up, though? <laughs> uh, yeah, how, how do you get up? Anyhow, um, so I took a couple of his classes, and I was like, oh, this is cool, you know? And then a friend of mine was doing jujitsu. He's like, yeah, you should, you should find a gym that's specific. And um, I found M-Theory. And like I said, I was I was like, Bagi, and, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going like t- two classes a day, five days a week. I'm really into it. I got mm-hmm. time to do it when I was at home because mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, on the road. I was kind of sticking around. My my son had just been born, and then I kind of, I got in a spot where I, I hurt my back. I have, like, no disc left between my L5 and my S1. I was injured. I was a new parent. Um, I suffered some little personal tragedy. I lost my brother and my guitar player in the same week um, in, t- in 2016. Hold on, same guy or two? Two different people okay, okay. within a week. Okay. That uh, my brother is a year older than me, and then my mm. guitar player. I'd been, you know, playing music with him for thirteen years. We call that a brother. Yeah, it's family of sort. Know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, at that time, I wasn't really planning on not playing music for a living anymore. But with all these things happening, I was like, you know what? Maybe my band was like, we had a tour lined up, and we decided to to not go on tour and to stay at home. And I was like, during this time, I was like, well. I'm going to stay at home and I'm going to be a dad and I'm just going to like hang out. I'm going to be done touring. But then I was like, my back was hurt and I was like laid up for a while and just, I got taken away from jujitsu by all these things happening in life. And, uh, so yeah. And then I just was kind of like being a dad working and it just didn't get back to me. Fast forward seven years, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Eight years almost. And, um, my son's mom, she's like, well, let's, let's get Rocco into some martial arts. I was like, this is a great idea. I love it. You know what I mean? He's a little disciplined, beat around some other kids, you know. Make him tired and, for crying out loud. You know, get, get him some exercise. <laughs> Tucker him out. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, I was like, oh, well, immediately I go, jujitsu, let's take him to M Theory, sign him up. I know they got kids' classes, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, if he's going, this is a perfect time for me to just step back into it. I should right. be going. You got to like, be there anyway. What, what, what have I been doing? Yeah, I'm not going to go to my kids' class and then not. I, I couldn't. I, I like as soon as I stepped into the gym to like take him, I was like, I I need to be here. I need right. to. I, I, right, right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I just like the itch was so real. Being away from it, I was like, oh, you know, I miss it. I thought about it a lot. You know, I continue to follow some, you know, like MMA and stuff like that. And it's it's, it's still it was an interest, but I was like, I I should be here. Is how yeah. I felt. Yeah. When I took him to his class that first time, when I was like, I'm here, I'm taking him to his class. I'm like, okay, this is where I got to be. Right. So the kid, what's your kid's name? Rocco. Rocco, you said that, sorry. It's I right. think I knew that anyway, actually. Uh, it was a piece of what pulled you away from jujitsu, but then it was the thing that pulled you back to it. Totally. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy daycare, too. Like, especially like, the the essentials class Saturday morning. You go to your class. I'll go to my class. I don't have to worry about dropping them off anywhere. No, no, no. No, it's great. No, it's great. It's oh awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Like <laughs> yeah. I work at night, but like I get myself up. I have to find reasons to not go to take mm-hmm. breaks. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I'm like, I'm gonna. I'm like, well, I I shouldn't because like I'm injured or I'm tired. But I'm like, I'm gonna go anyways. So yeah. like I'm I'm like I talk myself out of going when i shouldn't you know yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah i love saturday saturday mornings because we're both there kind of doing mm-hmm. our thing that's and, cool that's cool you know i think he he enjoys that too uh that we're both there doing it at the same right. time right 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 you know did uh you do any any other athletics and stuff i mean, sh- sh- I mean you said krav maga or whatever but like you're a football guy back in the day anything like that i played high school sports yeah yeah, yeah. just like we all did <laughs> yeah basketball football um like halfway through high school, I kind of stopped doing that. And then I was just skateboarding and snowboarding my life away. I uh, grew up in the Black Hills. And there was all sorts of outdoor stuff to do out there. Mountain biking. and yeah. Space. Yeah. So, but that's as far as I, you know. Not a lot in the way of competition. Like the, that was never really your drive. I guess I'm, I'm curious, what's your interest in drive with jujitsu now other than just doing it? It's one of the, it's a, it's a thing I found that like when I'm doing it, there's nothing else going on in my head. I'm just taken away from everything completely and I'm only doing jujitsu. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's meditative. It's, it's like mind cleansing, you know, it's like freeing in a way that you're so in the moment that the, the world melts away that and like traffic is so much less stressful after you know an hour of having you sit on top of me and try to choke me (laughs) three minutes tops (laughs) whatever you know yeah yeah Yeah. but no i totally and i mean i've heard people say both those things before it is sort of hard to feel anxious and excited and angry at having to slow down a little bit on the road when you're kind of dog tired and you just saved your own life a few times in a way right hypothetically (laughs) Right, yeah. right. You put yourself in that position of stress to be less stressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You kind of like temper yourself to stress, yeah, in a way through it. And that I, that's something I've thought about too. As I'm, I'm doing, I'm like, well, this is great. You know, I mean, it's that, and it's it's the hardest work I've ever done in any type of gym. 
you know how how does training for krav maga stuff compare in terms of like caloric expenditure or exertion i don't think it touches it i mean live sparring sure because you're fighting yeah you know and i really looked forward to those we used to have live sparring every tuesday mm. you know, shin guards headgear mouthpiece mm. cup okay now for real for open real hand kind of thing. yeah yeah i mean okay. yeah it's still training but yeah, like, for sure yeah you're getting punched in the face and kicked and taken down and all those things so in the sparring aspect you know that's the fight still the grappling aspect is more it, everybody knows that it takes more energy you know mm. so i i don't know the numbers but i know like how i feel after like like you know one half hour an hour of stand-up rounds as opposed to half hour an hour of rounds of rolling drowning rounds yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> the art of drowning at the hand of, of someone else yeah uh yeah I, I guess i'm familiar conceptually with krav maga mm-hmm. but like not at all like in in practice like do they do they live spar is it like karate yeah. where there's a lot of air punching or whatever because i had no concept so once a week fundamentally live sparring yeah yep. you're putting in work you're putting to use the, you know, the techniques that you're learning and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, there's some, like there's bag work and, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a lot of situational training, like how am I going to deal with someone with a baseball bat? How am I going to deal with someone with a knife? How am I going to deal with someone with a firearm? You know, etc. Run, run and run. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then like, if you can't, you know, what do you do? Yeah. Option B, option C. Yep. They go over like, defending yourself on a bicycle you know what i mean um yeah where, where'd you do that in minneapolis here what minneapolis krav maga um, still around is the, the gym is in uh is it it's uh, kind of over by lynn lake still i think okay i think gail box run runs the gym minneapolis krav yeah. maga okay. yeah cool i have to check it out yeah follow them and stuff yeah there's a good there's great a, people a krav maga and jiu-jitsu and a few other things gym are they over the border in Wisconsin? Valley self-defense? God, I hate that I know everybody through the internet because then I go to say their names in real life and I'm like, wait a minute, I need to picture it. But they were going to have me come out and do uh, like a photo session of a seminar they were having and it was motorcycle-based self-defense. Okay. So like, all right, you're on your bike, you're getting on, getting off, you know, the whole transitional space things. Mm-hmm. But you're in this sort of kind of not great spot to like stand and square up to somebody. Right. What do you do? And it ended up getting canceled. I forget why. But I was just like, motorcycle self-defense. Like I hit somebody with a motorcycle. What what in the world? You know, but then they kind of explain me. I'm like, oh, it's actually pretty cool. You know, some of that like situationally specific stuff seems really worth putting some reps into. Yeah. Yeah. It's like stay away from people. (laughs) <laughs> step one man get away from them move a little farther out like i said yeah. earlier yeah. uh that uh, that seems to be the main my impression from all these conversations that i've had from my couple years experience doing this jujitsu stuff the main benefit seems to be the situationally specific elements of sparring every single time you're there and the situation being that guy is on top of me again with my arms over my head again you know, over and over and over in like the worst possible position. Yeah. With the thing you alluded to earlier of like, it's mood management. 
it's like temperament management. All right, I'm in Fuckedville, USA right now. Let's take a deep breath and try to find some space versus like the panic response. Yeah, and I think that's so applicable just to everyday life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the things that are normally stressful are less stressful. The things that are seemingly impossible to deal with are more possible to deal with. Just because of, you know, like how your mind, I think, gets tuned for for those situations. Yeah, training the nervous system a little bit. Yeah. To not panic. <laughs> yeah. That, that's got to be the like the best, most the strongest selling point and like the most valuable skill we're taking from the time we spend there. Yeah, and it's I I wonder I don't know, but it, it seems like that because of it's repeatedly like that. I feel like that's maybe one of the reasons that people are kind of like even like I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I should be doing this. Like when you start out and you're put in that situation over and over again of a guy on top of you with your arms over your head and. It's over and over again, it seems like, you know. The very thing they need, because it's like the best possible skill to just stay calm and stay the course, is the very thing that sends us on our way after a few months of frustration, is what you're saying. I don't know. I think it's right. It's speculation. No, I think that's totally right. And we're, we are the authorities on the topic. Blue belts on the verge of quitting. <laughs> <laughs> Closer than ever after today's rounds with a fucking world champion. I mean, it feels very new again. Yeah. Which I think is exciting. You know, it reminds me of just starting again, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite things of, of coming in. It was like the first time I was absolutely zero knowledge base at a thing. Like I was new guy. I I well established in other areas athletically and career wise or whatever, and then I joined up here and I was like, I got nothing. I don't even know recognize the words he's saying. I have no idea what to do and how to move this way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Being new is awesome and exciting for sure. Yeah, it's fun to be in those situations. I mean, that's how you. I mean, for me, that's how I uh, have how I grow mm-hmm. to be thrown into situations I've never been in before that's what traveling is so great and and being around people that you don't know and 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 you know cultures that are different and it's like wow i'm like i don't know what's going on here you a big travel guy i well i used to be i mean independent of needing to do it to tour i take motorcycle trips now i I get out on the bike and do that um it's hard for me to be away from my son for more than a week Yeah, yeah, yeah i don't like that good that seems like the right thing yeah yeah so, uh, motorcycle road trip, man, is that an exhausting experience as well as like, like, I mean, yeah, I have a feeling you head out to the black Hills or whatever. That yeah. I'm from there. Really, so yeah, yeah. I go back at least once a year. It's a hell of a ride though. Yeah. It's like 10 hours, you know, I do it. I'll do it in the day. Um, or I'll sometimes split it up like, but it's, I have a comfortable bike now. That helps. I've even, done it on very uncomfortable even bikes. Still, though. <laughs> yeah, I've done it on a sport bike, and that I've never felt more beat up. I feel like after making the trip back from, I was coming back from the Black Hills on a '94 Kawasaki ZX9R. If you don't know what that is, it's crotch rocket. Mm-hmm. It's not comfortable. It's loading, it's fast. The, loading the upper body more because you're sitting more forward and all. Yep, that. I got rained on a few times. There was terrible wind. I just was beat, bro. That trip. 
I, my, uh, my gal's got connections to South Dakota out there, and we've just road tripped a couple times out west. It's brutal in a car. Yeah. I've never ridden a motorcycle, so I'm kind of curious. Like, I just take damn. Your, on a motorcycle, you just take your time. You stop a lot. Sure. You know, you, you, everywhere there's like a historical thing, you stop. You know what I mean? Or the whatever. Historical like, markers. Yeah. They just take roads you normally wouldn't take. Sure. You know, you, you don't go the easiest way. You go the most fun way. Yeah. You know, and you take your time and you just enjoy it. It's, a, it's like what, there's nothing that doesn't make me want to be outside all day long running around on a motorcycle. I could do it all day long, sun up sure. to sundown. You know, I'm, I, I might be tired at the end of the day, but I'm not tired of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, physically tired, but ready for more kind of deal. Yeah. So many of the sentences we just said seems to apply to jujitsu. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Don't take the easiest way. You take the most fun way or the most interesting way. Right. And if you, you know, there's there's hardships along the way, right? Mm-hmm. Good Lord, there's hardships along the way. Yeah. If it was easy, it wouldn't be worth it. It'd be easier, though. <laughs> it would be easier yeah. uh, you've had two first days at a jiu-jitsu gym eight years ago or whatever and then first day when you came back yep. do you remember your first one when you came back I was thinking about that and on my, my first one when I came back yeah I was I was cued to ask you this for I, a very specific reason I remember a little bit I remember that I was just not relaxed <laughs> about it, about how, like I, how I felt coming in. Like I was like, like a little bit, you know, nervous. Sure. Um, I, it felt like it was my first day again. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the feeling more than anything. It was, it felt, it was a lot, you know, I was, I was super excited to be back. You know, I was like, like I was saying before, I was like, when I brought my son, I was like, this is where I should be. Mm-hmm. I need to be on the mat. Um, and I, you know, I was like, man, I missed it so much, but I didn't know how much I'd missed it until I was there. So it was a lot, you know what I mean? I was kind of like very, all those things, excitement, uh, anxiety, you know, a little bit nervous. Mm -hmm. Like, what am I going to remember? What have I forgotten? You know? Um, and I would assume July, 2021, that the gym was pretty well rebounded from the COVID stuff. So there's probably like 50 people in essentials class when you walk in. It was pretty busy. Yeah. It was pretty busy. I think. Yeah. It wasn't empty by any means. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch yeah. of noobs, but it's still sort of like, oh, you know. Yeah. Were you wearing a bright ass red gi? That was my the, the first time <laughs> I rolled. That was way back? That was way back. Okay. Ish Ish was like, he's like, ask nope. him about the first time he came here. Yeah. Yeah. Bright red. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, they were pickier back then about gee colors and stuff they had like a rule about white gee or something it was it was white um blue or black or okay. a variation of those okay, yeah so it was I think the, that, the red like a krav maga thing no I, I found a company that did geese for tall lanky people in canada called red star and i was like oh i don't know perfect nobody, i was like this looks great that red gee yeah. i was like that looks awesome and I was like, and it's gonna fit, for God's and it's sake. gonna fit. Yeah. So I ordered this gi. I'm like, this is great. And he's like, no red gis. I was like, <laughs> great. Okay, well, I'll get a blue one. I might have appealed. I might have been like, listen, I don't, even, I don't like the red either, but it fits. You see, because you know you have a dramatic structure. 
That's funny. Oh, so that was that was way way back. Okay, that was way back. Yeah, I haven't I haven't dared to try to wear it to class. I think you should. After this gets posted, after this gets published, and, and, and a few other people in the gym it looks have good. heard about it, it's still brand new. It's barely been used. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's only I'm, a couple other people that will fit. I'm uh, I'm pro red gee just just because I'm a troll. I'm I thought like the embodiment of a troll. You know, I was like, you know, I get it because there's like sort of like the there's like a traditional aspect to it. You know, I know there's gyms that are only white gee, and that's mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. know you can see that it's clean and etc. And looks cool on Instagram. But I was wondering if like it doesn't, it wouldn't. I was like, is it gonna leave them? mark on the mat i was you know i went through a lot of like ideas in my head I'm like, well why don't they do other colors or is it just a tradition of it traditional aspect of it? it it the whole culture of it seems to be moving more and more away from giving a shit like there's green there's a cat there's like tie-dye geese there's a cat from i think saint paul brazilian jiu-jitsu or saint paul cat one, one of them over there wears a bright ass pink gi when he competes like it's just less and everybody's relaxing i think about some of that stuff mm-hmm. the ink on the mat thing is is some of the rash guards you'll you'll go in and there'll be these big smudge marks once yeah. that's somebody that didn't wash the rash guards ahead of time and i think there's a quality of production how thing the there. how the dye attaches to those Something. those spandexy fabrics <clears throat> so that's pretty technical right spandexy fabrics spats yeah. is spats. what they call the pat the pants yeah tights is what I call the pants. Compression pants? Something like yeah. that. I don't know. Spats. Rocco likes the jujitsu? He does. He does. He uh he doesn't always want to go. And if he doesn't want to go, I'm I don't make him go. But I'm like, I'm gonna go. And if you don't want to do class, you don't have to do it. So you but you at least get him through the door. Like give him the yeah, option. Yeah, then we're there. I'm like changing uh, then his I mind. go then I go, Well, are you gonna do class? And he goes, Yeah. Once he's there, he, yeah. he has a blast. Yeah, and then I, I usually ask him, I go, how'd it go? Is you have fun? He goes, yeah, I had fun. He goes, you want to go again? He goes, of course. He looks at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, what? When was this ever a question, Dad? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's good life lesson stuff. Like, just show up. Right? And then get, see how you Get in the habit you know. of just showing up, and yep. then he can leave. And then you're in the same spot. You didn't do class, but show up and give it a shot. Yeah. You think it, it'd be like a... a competitive interest for him i will see he's yeah. he's not he doesn't really seem it's not super competitive or i'm not really into sports i don't mm-hmm. watch sports yeah i'm That's not kind of where i was at too back in the day yeah and um so i don't know if he's just following but his, you know uh he's showing some interest in soccer so we'll see how that goes and you know, there's some competition there if he likes that. It's different it's a team, you know, jujitsu. You you definitely like there's a team aspect, I think, in training. Yeah. You know, you're there to help each other out, make each other better, this and that. Mm-hmm. And the competition aspect is you're kind of on your own. Yeah. That winning and losing bit is kinda on you. Yeah. Um so I don't know. You know, he's seven. If he wants to compete, great. If he doesn't, either way, you yeah. know. It can't hurt, obviously, to do it. I think it can only help. I have not competed. So, might I some at some point? Probably. Keep the door open, right? Yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't. I can't say no or yes, but we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. I can say no. I've said no so many times on this podcast, and no, nope, yeah. not gonna do it. Not gonna compete. Yeah. That's because I'm a wimp, though. I'm old, man. You're not I'm tired. 
Don't say that. I'm I'm older. <laughs> yeah, but I I got miles on you. I don't know different kind of miles. We're weary. Yeah, is what it is. But um, yeah, I don't know if he wants to compete. I would definitely encourage it. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't discourage him from doing it. Think about ten years from now if he still does it. He's he'll be a monster. I think I think about that with all those kids, like any of them. Yeah, and and even at at the low level, any of those kids, ten years from now, if they keep doing it, think of how like amazing at jujitsu that kid I, is going to be. Like, I think that it's hard to even imagine like where they will they would be if they continue to do it for ten years. Yeah, you know what I mean. Especially starting that early in like motor pattern development, like that eight to twelve, is kind of prime gross motor pattern development. So you take somebody that started there, add ten years of practice, like the 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 highest level competitor at our gym started at like fourteen or sixteen, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was a late start. This goddamn ninja compared to these kids. Compared to that's what I mean is like so you see these kids that are like seven, eight, nine. You want to just lean over every time, be like, "Hey, keep coming here, keep showing up." Yeah, you have no idea what you're going to be capable of. It's so fun to watch the kids' class. In my opinion, I like going because I like to sit there and watch them. And watching them get something is, it's so awesome to see some little kid like land a move, you know, and just Mm -hmm. do it. You know what I mean? It's a somersault, but it's like. Just this huge highlight, yeah, for all of us in or, the room, or, yeah, yeah. Or watch a kid that couldn't do something last week do it the mm-hmm. next week. You're like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and especially since it's it's a tactile thing with a partner, I think it's even different than like other sports, like dribbling a, a soccer ball. Right, is amazing. Look at you, that's awesome. But there's that the the in, direct hand to hand interaction with another kid. I think mm-hmm. adds a different layer. Little serotonin boost, little posture change, you know. Yeah, that sort of like true competition thing. Yeah, whether the, we're thinking about it that way or not, or whether it's like evident to them or not, that's sort of oh, what's happening. You see them celebrate. Yeah, you, you, for sure they do their dances and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And a little shimmy. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun. The, the most entertaining stuff to see them do is like the the piddly like warm up games that will play in class, like the. The first one to touch the partner's knee. Yeah. You know, you do the jumping jacks or whatever. Yeah. That's fun to watch the kids do for sure. Yeah. And they, you can tell it's fun because they really enjoy it. It doesn't feel like they're practicing mm-hmm. jujitsu, but they are. Like, that's a fundamental skill. Can I give my hand to you? Yeah. Right. I have, I have a, uh, I admit a kid allergy, but I do get some joy out of the joy when it's there. They're just loud for my taste. Yeah, I, I totally felt that way until I mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. my own, mm-hmm. and then I was like, I was like, oh, it's baby, no thanks. And now I'm mm-hmm. like, let me see that baby. Yeah, bring it a baby. Give me, let me see that baby. I'm gonna hold it. I'll look at it. Yeah, it's how I am with dogs. If I if I had a kid, I would be that way. I'm sure. Yeah, I was like this before. Oh, I'm good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, do you feel qualified to give advice to people uh, relating to jujitsu? Um, in the most general sense, you're not even allowed to answer that. No, you're not qualified. Neither am I. Yeah. But what I mean is how you went at it and how you kind of rediscovered and how that felt and where you're at now. What advice could you give people? 
expect it to be hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> expect it to be challenging, and that's like what the what you know that's what brings the gratification of doing it is that like it's always something new you know it's never the results are slow to see don't expect anything to happen overnight i guess it doesn't you just all of a sudden you get it you know what i mean and you might not even know that you're getting it and one day you're like I didn't know I could do that, you know, or I'm just doing it. You know, it's these things that happen over and over, like getting smashed that, you know, it's, it's like, it seems like you're going nowhere, but you're going somewhere. A a thing I attach to that too is, so I, I, I think of everybody in the room as a plus round and equals round and a minus round. Right. Like, and my plus list is gigantic, obviously. And there's a cluster of guys who wandered in the gym in 2019, and a lot of those are running away from me, but they're still roughly equals rounds for me. And then, you know, people on different paths and longer paths that are kind of equals rounds. That cluster of guys is also getting better. So the the roles you have that feel like, oh, wow, look at us. We're doing jujitsu. This is sort of competitive. I got a dominant position. You had a dominant position. Look at us. Well, it's been that way with that cluster of guys for like three years. So it's like, oh, you're getting better, man. This goes the same way with you every time. But then like, if you could watch a, a recording, somebody took a video of me and Jared's first role. Right. And then watch like a recent one, you'd be like, whoa, you guys are so much better. Right. But because we're both getting better, kind of better, him more than me, uh, it doesn't feel like it. And the guy that's kicked your ass is way up here, and you're slowly closing that gap. So he kicks your ass, and he kicks your ass, and he kicks your ass, and he kicks your ass. You know, yeah. It feels like an ass kicking over and over and over, even if there are those tiny little details. Yeah. You know, and then there's the minus rounds that are catching us, the bastards. Yeah. You know, and so then you have that. They're younger, they're faster, they're stronger, yeah, probably smarter, more handsome, and trying hard. Supposed to try hard too. (laughs) Well, and I, I forget the cat's name. A, a young, slender cat looks like a male model. Actually, it's just got that structure. But we rolled the other day. I was like, "Damn, man, you're getting good. Look at you." I loved it. You know what I mean? Because I'm not trying to go win championships or anything. Right. But it's it's all of that supports the idea that like it's gonna suck in its own way, in a good way, over and over and over and over. And you know, it's gonna it's easy to feel like you just aren't getting better because you're all getting better. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not kicking yeah. anybody's ass because everybody here is getting better. Of course, you're not kicking anybody's ass. Right. Unless you're, you know, this top tier of those plus rounds. Right. Anyway, that's the thing I remind myself of on a that's daily a, basis. That's a good thing to, to remind yourself that you're not the only one that's working hard. Everybody's getting better. Some people are working harder. Yeah. Some people are better. Some yeah. people have other gifts. And some people are going to pass you. And those guys, that's the same old role. It's going to be the same old role. Be thankful because they're getting better. That means you're getting better. But the day-to-day thing does present itself as a hell of a grind, it seems like. Yeah, it's definitely a grind. But the best kind, right? Mm-hmm. Love, the, the love kind a grind. That, the, kind of, the kind that sharpens the blade. <laughs> yeah. Or dulls it. 
I feel duller sometimes. I think, like, but, I, yeah. think it, I think sometimes you feel duller, but really, you know. Goes back to that thing. Yeah. Everybody's better. I was just happy to like, like today, rolling with, with uh, Pedro Machado, like I sort of moved my hips a little. <laughs> I put a foot on a thing at some point. I did almost secure a grip here and there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, two and a half years ago, none of that would have happened. Yeah. It completely pointless <laughs> for me to try any of that. There was, there's obviously nothing I'm going to do against this guy who's a world champion and moving in slow motion. Cause he knows I can't do shit, but it was a demonstration of at least you're knowing things and attempting. There's just nothing you can do against those guys. I didn't even shower after rolling tonight. So I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to bask in it a little bit. <laughs> Just let it soak in. This, this is a podcast that should smell like jujitsu. Damn it. That, that's uh, something that comes in the future, right? <laughs> uh, I think the piece of advice you would give that I would give based on your little story is uh, to show up again. Because you bailed. Because life, right? Yeah. And that's what everybody does. Like the famous thing is you, the people who do last, last long enough to get a blue belt and bail. Well, they're bailing because they're fucking grown adults with like stuff to do, jobs and kids and, you know, the whole deal. Mm -hmm. But what what's cool about your story, your eight years to a blue belt, is that you got the fucking blue belt because you came back, you tried it again. I th and I think that's the advice you would give. Come back. Come back. Come back tomorrow. Try it. Try it again. Try it again. If it's tomorrow, or if it's a decade from now, whenever no, it needs to be, come back. Whenever you got time, and whenever it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was that. That was a slice of my profession for like the last fifteen years. Was because you and I loosely know each other through uh, through the Y through the YMCA. Yeah. yeah, you'd come back and do some kettlebell swings, and I had your little spiel kind of memorized that I would see you do. Yeah. I don't think we ever talked then, though. Not really. No. Yeah, there's a couple guys at M Theory that I had that sort of like, ah, I recognize you from the gym. Mm -hmm. My part of my specialty there was uh, taking like you know stay-at-home moms and and two-job dads and being like, let's go do powerlifting. And they'd be like, what the fuck is that? Why would I do any of that? I'm like, you're going to do it because you need to show up again. Right. You know, it's the same thing. Like, you did stuff for you or for you and the kid or whatever. Let's revisit some of those things. You know what I mean? Let's stave off the getting old. So that's the part I like about your story. Going back. Go back. Do it again. Just go back. Just try it out again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm really glad I did. Mm-hmm been a great year you've been coming in the morning at all i haven't seen you i'm kind of a morning guy uh yeah i kind of flip flip flop around a little bit i've been out on the motorcycle a lot lately in the daytime and going more at night and then this last week um the boy's been out of school and hasn't started his summer camp activities oh, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that he's yeah, going the, to the y the in between weeks are tough so yeah just because he's not at school and you know um so i'm like hanging out and doing dad stuff and, mm -hmm. and uh, through the first part of the week and then he'll start start from camp again and when he's busy during the day then that frees me up to kind of go ahead and be at the gym during the day. I like the mornings too. Same. That 11 to 12 is great. 10.30 to 12.30 we stretch that shit out. 
1030. Do you know that? Especially like the open mat days. 1030 like, to 12. I know. Like, I, I, like that schedule says 11 to 12, yeah. but Ryan yeah. tends to get there at 1030. So we get there at 1030, baby. And he doesn't kick us out till 1230. So we hang out a little bit. Wow. Sometimes it's productive. Sometimes it's. Just chilling. I lead I lead a crowd of people into bullshit very readily. So <laughs> if I can focus, usually <laughs> the group power? the group will focus. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. What else, man? What, um, we... what else? You know any jokes? Do I know any jokes? <laughs> That's all, the highest they're all terrible. Yeah, well, those are the good ones at the same time. Um, it's the highest pressure question I've ever asked on this podcast. Hey, can you tell me any jokes? Uh, my go-to is why can't you hear when a pterodactyl goes to the bathroom? <laughs> the pee is silent. Yeah. I think uh, that's the perfect ending to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me.